as we continue today this series, this is probably the card that is a game changer. Honor. Honor is the game changer. We live in a world that is trying to find ways to live longer. Health, fitness, diet. I mean, just open up any magazine. Look at any infomercial. Uh, look on uh, social media. You will see people coming at you and after you and after you for a better quality of life, which is good because the living God lives inside of us. And, and we should take care of our earthly vessels because the living God lives in us. I mean, of all places to manage and take good care of, we want to have a great house for God to live in. It's another message for another day, but it's a very important one. Yet, there's a card in this house of cards in this family journey that we're looking at that often gets dismissed. In fact, impacts everything. It impacts whether or not you have the favor or blessing of God on your life. It impacts how your marriage functions. It impacts the relationships in the workplace. It impacts your relationships with others. And if we do this thing, like if we take this one card right here and, and, and we function and are obedient to it, it changes everything. Like, you might have all these other areas that we've talked about together. Like, you might have them all down and say, got that one, got that card, got that card, got that card. Yet, this card here could literally destroy your complete home. And because of this issue, and because of this concern, many are finding the blessing of living long and living well, and yet some keep wondering, it's like, Why do I continue to face these things and these hardships and this chaos and destruction in my life? This card impacts all generations. It's for children, youth, adults, and it continues throughout your life. And so this isn't one like you get down when you're 20 and you get down when you're 10 and like 30. This one here impacts your life and you must live it out the rest of your life in order for you to receive the promise that comes with it. We live in a world that is quickly becoming one where there isn't respect shown to others. Like, how often have you heard someone say, this generation coming through, they don't respect their elders. Yet the very thing that we want from them is the very thing that we're not willing to give to other people. And here's the card that changes everything. Honor your mother and your father. Honor your mother and your father. Doesn't have any conditions to it, like do it if. It's just do it. You show me a home where health is flourishing. You show me a home where there's vibrancy and and someone chasing after Jesus. I'll show you a home where the parents are being honored by the children. And the adult parents in that home are honoring their adult parents. And the second that comes crumbling down and that doesn't happen anymore, I will show you generation after generation after generation that's crumbling around us. Why would we expect anything more from a generation that we says shows no respect if we're not willing to give it? We're just propagating it along. And so really, it's probably our fault that we think we're seeing this. Yet, what an incredible promise that comes with honoring your mothers and your fathers. We're going to unpack it today. We're going to look at practical examples. And then I'm going to ask you to allow the Holy Spirit 
to invade your heart and your minds and your home and say, am I honoring my mother and my father? Grab your Bible as we're going to go on a journey and turn to Exodus chapter 20. If you need a Bible, hold your hand up. Our ushers will be glad to put one in your hand. Turn to Exodus chapter 20, and we're going to read verse 12. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. When you find that, Genesis, Exodus, stand with me and we'll read it together. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. Let's read Exodus 20 and verse 12. Read it out loud with me. Ready? Read. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land and the Lord your God is giving you. Let's read it again. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You may have a seat. I feel like once again just saying, all right, go honor your mother and father. Go home, come back next week. Seriously, look at the promise that's attached to this. If we do it, and it's not a condition that we do, it's not an option. This command is not an option. It's a command from God. It's an obedience issue. So anytime you know it's a command, then I have to figure out a way to do this. And when I do it, we see that there's blessing that comes as a result of it. In fact, Here it says you'll live long in the land. Paul adds to it in the New Testament. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6 in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 6. Turn over quickly in the New Testament. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 in the New Testament. And look what Paul has to say. He kind of props it up and adds an even bigger promise to it. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 to 3. I'll read. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Secondly, verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Verse 3, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Look at verse 3. Would you read verse 3 with me out loud? So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. He doesn't say anything other than honor your mother and father. He doesn't say Complain your mother and father. It doesn't say curse your mother and father. It doesn't say criticize your mother and father. It doesn't say ignore your mother and father. It doesn't say make fun of your mother and father. It doesn't say compare your mother and father. It doesn't say wish your mother and father were other parents. It doesn't say talk about your mother and father. It says honor your mother and father. And if you do it, you'll live well and you'll live long. And I'm going to unpack what that means here in a few minutes. Incredible promises attached to our homes if we honor our fathers and our mothers. We live in a world, though, that respect and honor is fleeting. Men refuse to honor other men with fear that somehow they'll drop down a notch. Wives refuse to, re, to respect and honor their husbands. And then we, we look at the generation to come and say, I can't believe they don't respect their elders. And, and primarily the reason for that is we have a generation of adults that don't even honor their elders. So why would we raise children when they hear us talking about our mothers and fathers in such a way that they would do any different than us? Ask this question before we proceed any farther in this message. Do I honor my mother and my father? Like, if you were set with mom and dad, if they're living, do I honor my mother and father? Would your siblings say, yeah, man, you do a great job of honoring mom and dad. Now, this honor doesn't stop when your parents die. 
this honor continues way beyond the grave. You continue as you're living, you continue to have a chance to honor your mother and your father. I take this very seriously as a son. And my hope is this, that my parents, when they, when they think about me as their son, that as long as they walk on planet Earth, that they would say, boy, Jimmy always showed me honor and respect. Like, I desire that of my own children. And so if I'm living in such a way, and Anne is living in such a way, that we're honoring our parents, and our children see that, there's a good chance that they're going to see that that's a value in the home, and hopefully they will continue to honor us. But if they see us constantly criticizing, pointing out the faults, like, shrugging our shoulders and sighing. If they see that, then that gives them permission to do the same for us. So I take it very seriously, and I think we should because God commands it. But also, there's this promise that's attached to it. Live long and live well. First, let me describe and define the word honor. It means to place value on something or someone. It means, to, in the Hebrew, it has the concept of being heavy. Like there's, this is a heaviness to this person. It's to treat someone with respect and dignity because they carry a heavy weight of authority. We often speak of people like this. Boy, that's a heavy weight in our world. And so God is saying through Scripture that when we honor, we say our parents are heavyweights in this world. They, they carry a lot of value. You should heavily value the relationship regardless of where it's at with your mother and father. When you value something, you protect it. Now think about that. Think about the things in your life. Just kind of what are some valuable things that you own or possess? Think about the things in, in, in your personal well-being or, or in your house. What are things that you say, oh, i got to carry this carefully because I value this. What are things that get you upset if they're broken or scratched or diminished or shoved aside? Some of us value our cars. Some of us value our trucks. Some of us value our motorcycles, our card collections. And some of us value a possession that was given to us that was handed down. And, and we value. And those things that you value, you, you, you hold them carefully. You watch over them. You protect them in some cases. You put them in vaults to protect them. And yet the very thing that God says a promise is attached to, to a value, is our mothers and our fathers. Truth be known, some children value their dogs and their cats more than they do their parents. Let me just ask you a personal question. How much have you spent on your parents in time, talents, ability this last year? How much time have you spent on your toys? Which would show more value? How many meaningful conversations? Some of you have more meaningful conversations with your dogs and your cats than you do your parents. And yet God said, we should honor our mothers and our fathers. And the way we show it is the way we respond to them. And I'm going to show you all kinds of ways to do that today. There must be a way to obey this commandment, no matter how difficult or painful your past has been. Otherwise, God would have an exception clause. He would say, honor your mother and father if. Honor your mother and father if they do this. Honor your mother and father if they do that. But there is no exceptions. There are no clauses. It's just 
honor your mother and father and you will live long and you will live well. God would never require something from his children that he didn't think we could do. Look at some of the reminders. Listen, listen to some of these reminders. He takes this very seriously. In the Old Testament, in Proverbs 20, 20, it says this. If a man curses his father or mother, his lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. Proverbs 30, verse 17 says, The eye that mocks a father, that scorns an aged mother, will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. Now, that's not a pretty picture, is it? Exodus 21 15 says, anyone who attacks his father or his mother must be put to death. Now, I have a verse for parents who have children living at home right now. This is one you take at home and put on your refrigerator this afternoon. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 21. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 21. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 21. Your children will take it down quickly, but you can put it up. Deuteronomy 21, God took this very seriously, and so did the, 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 the believers and the followers of God in the Old Testament. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 through 21. It says, if someone has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of this town. They shall say to the elders, this son of ours is, a, is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the town are to stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among us. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. Go put that on your refrigerator this afternoon and see what happens. There was this sense that In the Old Testament, they took it so seriously that if a child didn't honor his parents, they would take him to the city gate and stone him. God takes this seriously, and so should we. God had our best interests in mind when he wrote this commandment, and he attaches a promise to it. Let me just give you some some clarification first. It does not say honor your parents if they are honorable. It does not say honor your parents if they deserve it. It does not say you only have to honor your parents if they deserted you. It doesn't say honor your parents if they treated you right. It doesn't say honor your parents if, if, if. It just says honor your mother and your father. Period. No exceptions. You see, the way your parents treated you will affect your relationship with them. I'm not here to say that I don't know of some situations that are horrible. And I'm not denying that, or, and I'm sorry that you had to walk through that. I mean, I really am. Yet I know this to be true, that somehow, in some way, God still requires of his children that even if it was the very worst-case scenario, you can still find a way to honor your mother and your father. And if you do, there's a blessing attached to it. Live long, live well. You are in control of you, not your parents, and you can control how you choose to honor them. When we honor our parents, there will be less conflict on the inside of us. There will be inner peace when we resolve this bitterness and this resentment that we've carried for years towards them. 
Instead of anxiety and the hang-ups of the past, you'll be free of that. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over again where a child is, walks through a horrible life situation, grows up as an adult, doesn't deal with this honor issue, holds resentment and bitterness. Next relationship, they step into it, crashes, and, and, and there's destruction. But the moment they, they, they remove this bitterness and resentment and give it over to God, life comes from the ashes. Living well and living long begins to surface in that person's life. This commandment is a game changer. This is the one that's breaking down many families right now in our world today. If you ever struggle in honoring your parents and you feel like they are not deserving of it, then do something for me. Just this week, pull away and begin to write down all the sins that you've ever committed in the last four weeks. Just write them down. You might have to open up four or five journals. Just, I did this, did that, did this, did that, did this, did that, did this, bad attitude, uh, secret sin, blah, blah, blah. And then begin to, to lay those out and then say, has God forgiven me of this? Do we have a Father God that's willing to forgive? The truth of the matter is that, that he has. And so the moment you want to hold this against, you've got to remember that Christ went to the cross for everyone's sins. And if you continue to hold that against, then what you've done, you say, I will remain in this prison the rest of my life, and the only way I get out of it, I own the keys, I can unlock this prison, and I can step out in freedom, or I can remain in this bitterness without the promise and blessing of God on my marriage and on my children and on the generations to come. And so all across the world, we see this chaos. We see destruction in relationship. And people say, why, I, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I'm doing this. But there's this one area, and this is the one. This is the game changer. Because this propagates life or death. And yes, we have been forgiven much. And those who have been forgiven much should love much, Scripture tells us. Honor comes from our choice of words. With that being said, many, many are still harboring bitterness and resentment towards their parents and carrying the burden of unforgiveness. And as a result, speak disparagingly about their parents. So we now have churches loaded with parents who beat themselves up and live with the guilt and shame of a child who refuses to forgive them. Let's face it, aren't we really good at pointing out the faults of people? And for that matter, we like walking away from encounters where we let someone know that they didn't do such a good job. It's like, because that's what's been modeled to us. And so we pass it on, and we have this generation of children that are, that are growing up, and they show no respect and honor. And we're like, I can't believe that generation doesn't honor and respect. It's because they see adults that don't honor and respect their parents. Proverbs 18.21 is a great reminder concerning our words. This is the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So God gives us this promise. Honor your mother and father and it will go well and you will live long. And if you don't have anything too good to say about them, then say nothing. Maybe the very only thing that you can say because of your situation has been so horrible is that at least they gave me life and I get to enjoy Jesus Christ. Isn't that something good? You can honor your mom and dad by refusing to speak evil of them. 
And I'm sure a phone call states away would help alleviate that resentment that you've been carrying. And the moment you begin to honor your father and mother, the blessing and favor of God falls on your marriage, falls on your life, falls on your children, it falls on generations that follow that. Every human being has been created in the image of God, been scarred by sin, yet they've been created in the image of God. What are some ways that you can honor God? Well, here's some practical ways, and maybe you want to take and write these down. Here are some practical ways, 11 ways practically, that you could honor your mother and your father. These are for children that are home. These, these are for adults that have adult parents. These are ways that you can continue to do that as long as you're alive, and you can continue to do that once they pass. Number one, make your mom and dad look good. What do I mean by that? Simply be a responsible adult. Carry your name well. There's no greater joy than for a parent to look back and see the son and daughter that they raised living in a responsible way, carrying the brown name for generation and generation and living their lives well and responsible and chasing after Jesus. So make your mom and dad look good by living a responsible and care adult life. Secondly, let them know you understand what they have done for you. It might not be the way you would have done it. I tell you what, a note, a card, a text, a telephone call, just these words, thanks, Mom, thanks, Dad. A hug out of nowhere, walking in and seeing them and hugging them and just saying, thanks, or maybe it begins by saying this. I'm not sure that I've ever told you this, but thanks for what you've done for me. You fed me. You gave me shelter. You did the best job that you could do under the circumstances that you were in. Thank you. I can't tell you how many people that I know that finally have taken that road, got rid of that bitterness, and how on the other end, I just read another story this week where a father was scared to death because he had neglected his son and he hadn't poured into him and he chose not to get back in his life because he didn't want to live with the guilt and shame and he thought that that son would never want a conversation with him because he had done such a miserable job. He left him when he was young and this son took the initiative, called up the dad and on the other end, the dad was weeping. He says, I thought you never wanted to talk to me. He broke the years and years of bitterness and restored this relationship. Another way you can honor your mother and father. Third, listen to their stories. You provide them the gift of your presence. Maybe it's sitting down with them at home as an adult child and say, hey, tell me some more stories. Tell me when you, when you were, in some cases, tell me about when you were, you were at war. Tell me about what it was like when you were young. Tell me about my, my, my great aunts and my great uncles. Just let them tell the stories and, and be keenly interested. And your presence speaks volume to them. Fourthly, I would say another way to honor your mother and father is to share your stories. That's even for, for a child coming home from school to an adult child with an adult parent. Take them out as an adult and tell them what, what, what's happening in your life. Say, hey, mom, dad, guess what? God did this week. And hey, you remember that, that the thing you taught me? 
Well, I, I actually tried it, and it works. You remember, I thought that you were crazy. Well, guess what? That principle is living. Just sit with them and just, just share your stories. They are interested. They love to hear what's happening in your life. And sometimes the months and months pile up, and before you know it's a year before you talk to them. Just sit with them and talk with them. Fifthly, be genuinely excited about their lives. Like, seriously, just even if it's shuffleboard, like, just say, how's shuffleboard going? Even if they're retired and they're, 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 they're on the seashore and they got like this seashell collection, show interest in there. It might not be what you would do, but their mom and dad. Be interested in them. Sixthly, make your marriage strong. Every parent wants to see that and longs to see their children in a healthy relationship with their spouse. Like, one of the best joys and greatest joys you can give your adult parents, if you're an adult, is to see them watch you in a healthy relationship that's chasing after Jesus. And maybe it's just you personally chasing after Jesus. Seventhly, love their grandchildren, your kids. It's, it breaks a parent's heart when they, they see a rift between children and, 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 their, and their kids and, and their grandchildren. It's like, love your grandchildren. Love them well. Let them see that you get along with them. Let them see that, that you're glad to be with them. They bring some great joy. That way, they're not always trying to intervene and in showing love. They know that you show love, and they're just adding to that love. Love Jesus with all your hearts. This is the greatest way to honor your mother and father. It just is. There's no greater way. There's no, there's no other thing that a parent wants to see than to see their adult children and their children run after Jesus for the rest of their life. That's the greatest way that you can honor your mother and father. Would anybody agree with that, by the way? That is the greatest way. Don't expect them to bail you out as an adult. Like, don't make plans. Like, hey, if this, if this business plan goes south and, and if we move here and we don't have anywhere to go, that my parents will bail me out. No, no, no. Don't make your parents a crutch. Don't expect them to bail you out time and time and time and time again. Honor them and say, I'm going to make this work with God's help and I'm going to find my way. Tenthly, I would say this, work hard at honoring their values. When you're with them. What do I mean by that? Like, you might not like the way they do supper time routines. Like, when you go to their house, you might not like that, that, they, that they read these printed prayers. You might not like that you have to sing the doxology. Listen, it's a value to them. Sing it with them. You might not like that, that, that they use the King James Version, and you want them, why don't you use it? Now? Just value that. Aren't you glad that they love Jesus? You might not like that they don't want you to wear your hat when you're with them. Listen, if, they, if that's a value to your mom and dad, take your stinking hat off and value them. You might not like when you go in the home, they ask you to take off your shoes. Take off your shoes, value them, honor them. You might even be a person who drinks alcohol and your parents don't value that. Listen. Don't degrade that valuable when you're in their presence by drinking. Listen, don't drink. Value them. Value their values. It's mom and dad, for crying out loud. Work hard at valuing their values and try to make, instead of making them like you, if they love Jesus, value them. Another way to honor your mother and father. Say, I love you without any, but I wish you were this way. 
just a text. Just, I cannot tell you how powerful those words are to parents regularly. I love you. Some of us tell our dogs we love them more than we do our own parents. The good news is this. When we honor our mothers and fathers, we live long and we live well. There are three different stages of honor for a human being. There's the child years, there's the preteen or adolescent years, and there are the adult years. So this speaks to everyone in this room and in the Lincoln across the world. There's the child years, there's the preteen adolescent years, and there's the adult years when you're out of the home. There's this sense where in all those stages we can still honor our mothers and fathers. And I would say that in the child years, honor equals you obey them. Listen to me, those of you who are children that are living at home. Listen, when mom and dad says don't do it, don't do it. Obey them. That's the best way you can honor them. In your adolescent years, preteen and teen years, the best way to honor mom and dad is to respect them. That means you talk well about them with your friends. That means you don't yell at them in front of your friends and stomp out of the room. You don't call them stupid and make fun of them on Twitter. You don't avoid them. You respect them. As an adult, when you're an adult, the best way you can honor your mother and father, you care for them and show them dignity. You're not their little boy and little girl anymore. And so let me speak to adult parents and adult kids. Adult parents who have adult kids. You can give advice if asked for it. But listen, they don't have to do what you do. Adult kids of adult parents, the best way you can honor them when they give you advice, listen very carefully, consider it, but you don't have to do it. Ask God what you should do. You must own the responsibility, not remaining isolated and separated them as they age. You're to care for them, especially in their old age. Not the government, you, as a parent now of kids even, or as an adult, are to care for your, your mother and father in old age. Your primary responsibility is to care and show them dignity. And you continue to honor them even after they die. Many of you have had parents that have passed. You can continue to honor them in their passing by, by telling others of things that they've done well, thanking them for giving you life, thinking about something that could have happened had they not been there, just creating a sense of honor. And when you continue to honor your parents as long as you live, there's a promise attached, live long, live well, and not only impacts you, but it impacts the generations and the generations and the generations to come. I am telling you, the reason there's such destruction and chaos in the family is this one right here. I guarantee you. Because children grow up resentful, bitter, and they live in this jail of resentment and bitterness. And they wonder why they have such chaos with their children. Because you have refused to obey God's command to you. Honoring impacts our wallets as adult children. Find a tangible way of showing them with your actions that you love and honor them. The word honor in the Greek found in Ephesians when it says to honor your mother and father can be translated to care for them financially. 
Even in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, honor your mother and father. That primary Hebrew-Greek root word, the primary understanding of that is you must care for your parents financially. In the Old Testament, they didn't have any kind of government assistance. They didn't have Social Security. They didn't have 401s. The 401 were Bobby, Sue, and Jimmy. That's what you're supposed to be. Not say, I hope someone else takes care of them. Boy, I hope they got a good retirement. That means you ask them the question, are you doing okay? You ask them the question, how are you doing financially? You give them advice. And it might mean you bring them home to live with you. You care for them. In fact, some might spend more time caring for their parents than they did their own children as they age. It's the honorable thing to do is give them dignity and respect and care for them financially. Plus, this should never be conditional on how much, in light of how much they took care of you. Seriously, think about all the money that your parents spent on you. I mean, if you were a college student, Think about how much cash they spent on you to get you to where you're at today. Think about all the food and time and clothes and effort and, and, and lunches and dinners and breakfasts and conversations and prayers. Think about prayers alone. If you've come from a, a background where mama and papa prayed for you, think about the investment of time that they've given you. It's now our chance to give back and not in a duty way, but just say it is a Incredible opportunity to bless you, mom and dad. It should impact our wallets. In fact, Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 5 that if you refuse to care for your own relatives, you're worse than an unbeliever. If your mom and dad are suffering, listen to me, help them. Even if it wasn't a good situation, help them. That's what what Christ followers do. It's not conditional. Help them. Don't expect someone else to help them. Help them financially. There's nothing sadder to me than to go to a nursing home and see these precious moms and dads that are grandparents now sitting in wheelchairs in the hallways and have sons and daughters that haven't talked to for them months and, and haven't given them a call and haven't visited them. Just let them die. And they've spent more time valuing their stuff and possessions than they did their own mama and their dad. I recently saw a video that really captured what often happens and what should happen in caring for our elderly parents. Watch this video. That's for you then. What is this? Μόλις τώρα στο παπατέρας πουργίτινι. Αυτό. 
Ένα σπουργίτη είναι, πατέρα. Ένα σπουργίτη. Σπουργίτη. Τι είναι αυτό. Γιατί το κάνεις αυτό το πράγμα, μπορείς να μου πεις τόσες φορές σου είπα, είναι ένα σπουργίτη. Δεν το καταλαβαίνεις. Πού πας. Δυνατά. Σήμερα ο μικρός μου γιος που πριν λίγες μέρες έκλεισε τα τρία καθόταν μαζί μου έξω στο πάρκο όταν ένα σπουργίτη ήρθε και κάθισε απέναντί μας. Ο γιος μου με ρώτησε 21 φορές τι ήταν αυτό και το απάντησα και τις 21 φορές ότι ήταν ένα σπουργίτη. Τον αγκάλιασα τρυφερά και τις 21 φορές που μου έκανε την ίδια ερώτηση ξανά και ξανά χωρίς να εκνευριστώ νιώθοντας στοργή για το αθώο μου αγοράκι. Sometimes it's easy to forget the long nights that mom held you when you were sick, all the diapers that mom and dad changed, miles they traveled to take you to sporting events, the hours spent on their knees praying for you. And as they age, if we're not careful, we lose sight of that because of the rat race we find ourselves in. One of the best ways you can honor your parents is be patient, sit, and love them. One of the greatest examples in Scripture that that kind of trumps them all if you're still struggling with this. It's found in John 19. Don't turn there. Verses 26 to 27. Jesus in his last minutes of life. Now, our Savior. Bleeding. Crucified on the cross. Nails running to the palms of his hands and to his ankles. Sword jammed in his side. A crown of thorns on his head, dying for people that would never, some that would never ever accept him, 
spit upon in the last minutes of life. If there's ever a time to be self-centered, like, help me. If there's ever a time to think only about you, it's that moment when you're in your very last moment of life, dying, thirsty. And in his very last moments of life, John 19, there's this moment in time where he looks down and he sees his mama. And he says to her, woman, this is your son. And then he looks at his best friend, John. He says, John, take care of this woman, my mom. If that isn't a picture of honor, if if Christ himself doesn't give us an incredible example of what honor is, I don't know what is. You see, even Jesus himself knew that this was like a commandment that we need to live out in such a way that in his very last breaths of life on earth, he honored his mama at the cross and wanted to make sure that she was cared for his last moments of, in dying for the world. He took Timothy 4 and said, listen, someone take care of mama. We get so busy and so us and our lives and we look for all the things they've done wrong and and sometimes all they need to know is that you did see them. I can't can't imagine that there's a parent in this room that has grown kids that doesn't want to hear from their grown kids. Just thanks. I've taken you for granted. Thanks. You see, it should impact us. It should impact our wallets, our time. And so when the time comes when you're you're trying to discern whether you should care for them, listen, imagine in your mind all those moments over and over again where they didn't sleep, where they gave up and sacrificed so that you could be where you're at today. If there's ever a time to honor, it's in their old age. I marvel at how often teens think their parents aren't cool or hip or in touch with the world that they live in, yet they continue to let mom and dad feed them and provide for them, give them a bed to sleep in and a house to call home. Can I just speak to the young people in this room today? Your parents really do love you. And they might not be cool and They might wear duddy-looking clothes. It doesn't matter. Listen, at the core of their hearts, they love you. They're providing for you. Do take time to honor and respect them. And when you do, the word of God says, your life will be blessed. And no, they don't secretly wish that your childhood was miserable. They're doing the best job they know. Your parents can be your greatest allies if you let them. You see, this truly is a game changer. You can't overlook the ramifications of this when you look at your marriage. Like, maybe that's why there's such chaos. Maybe that's why my kids don't respect me. Because I have chosen not to respect and honor my own parents. And so they hear me talking about them in disparaging ways. It's no wonder your kids run and rebel. If we don't, we remove the blessing and the promise of God on our families. Even in Ezekiel chapter 22, when the Jews were sent into exile, one of the primary reasons they were sent into exile is because they refused to honor and obey their parents. Your quality and quantity of life is impacted by this promise. 
Ephesians 6 that says that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. And someone say, why? So that you can have a greater impact for Jesus for years and years and years. Two more years of your life might lead another person to Christ. Isn't that worth it? So what's it mean to live well? It means to live good and proper and successful and thriving and vigorous and robust. What's it mean to live long? It means the intended length from the foundation of the world that God intended for your life. You will live that amount instead of cutting it short. This is a game changer for the quality and quantity of your life. And not only your life, your children's lives, and potentially their children's lives. Are you making a conscious, regular effort to honor your mother and father? Show me a home where it's taking place. I'll show you a home where there's peace. I'll show you a home where there's joy. I'll show you a home where there's solidarity. I'll show you a home where the family gets along well because they honor parents and their their parents are honoring parents and God puts the favor and blessing upon them well and long. Doesn't every family want that? The quality of your life will be richer and the quantity of your life will be longer. Anytime I witness a strained relationship with a child and parent, I often wonder, I do, I do, how much they've shortened their life. You see, the emotional and psychological impact of this relationship causes pain and distress, which leads to unforgiveness Bitterness, anger, and frustration. I have chosen purposely throughout the years, intentionally throughout the years, not to become involved in conversations where children are, are making fun of their parents. I have chosen intentionally in my own life never to engage in conversations about my mom and dad. I will not do it that or people talking in a disparaging way. I will always honor my mother and father because God told me to. I hope the same for my kids, that they'll always honor Ann and I. We're not perfect. But my hope is that they continue to honor us. Plus, I want this blessing to be placed on my children and their children and their children. You see, if you're hostile to your parents, then most likely you're hostile towards God. If you honor your parents despite their faults, you're likely to honor God with your life too. And you can't honor God if you don't honor your parents. You can't do it. See, the choice is yours. Live long, live well. Don't live long, don't live well. Honor, it's the game changer. God, I pray today for us, God. Maybe it means we, we make a call this afternoon. Maybe, maybe it means we empty out some of our money out of our bank account. Maybe it means we sell things that are valuable to us to help out our parents. Maybe it means as children and teens, we go and we say, I'm sorry. Maybe it means we just say, I love you more often. Maybe it means we just listen more carefully 
maybe it means we value what they value because they value it. God, I pray that, that we would get this card down. I pray, God, in a strong way that, that you would allow you, Holy Spirit, to, to invade our hearts and show us ways to do this. Lord, I long to see generations and generations and generations of honor and respect being passed down. And the only way we'll see the young generation do it is if we're willing to do it as adults too. God, be with the family here. Lord, this is family. And even one of our family members passed this morning at 2.48 a.m., dear Connie Waters. And God, we rejoice knowing that she is having her first worship service on Sunday in heaven. What a beautiful picture, God, that is. I pray that you would be with the ones that are near and dear to her and close to her. Pray for Dream Ministries and precious Ashley and Ruthie. And I pray, God, that you would continue to make that place and those precious gals a place of hope and joy. Lead us today, God. Convict us, Holy Spirit. Show us ways to honor and honor well so that we may live long and well. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you next week.